Welcome back to another episode of Spider Bites from Spider Oak. I am your host, Adam Turvitt. Well, we've made it. It's 2022. I apologize that we've had a bit of a gap between episodes, but I'm excited to be back and to share another new episode with you. Today, we're talking with Michael Philipson. Michael is from Denmark, and he works for a company that helps uh, enterprises and other organizations transition to the cloud. And he has really interesting insights about security in the cloud, as well as for personal use, things we can do in our families and in our personal life to maintain both security and privacy. This is a really great episode. I hope you'll stick around for it. We'll get right in with Michael Philipson right after these messages. This podcast is sponsored by Spider Oak. At Spider Oak, we believe security is important and it's our mission to secure the world's data. From secure data compartments for collaboration and data storage to protecting your backups with end to end encryption or even protecting communications in space, we want to be part of your plan to protect your most important data. Learn more at spiderhook.com. Welcome back to another episode of Spider Bites. I'm Adam Turvitt, and this is the Spider Oak Podcast. I am excited today to be joined by Michael Philipson. Michael, welcome. Thank you, Adam. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, yeah, a little bit about myself. I'm a, I'm a self-employed uh, engineer working with advising companies uh, for how they best uh, utilized features and services in, in cloud, both for cloud native uh, services, but also for migrating existing applications and services. On the other side, on my private side, I have a wife and a son. Um, and uh, I love doing judo. That's a hobby of mine. So, Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, that I really enjoyed the Olympics this summer watching, uh, watching judo. That's pretty fascinating sport. Yeah, I think so too. Well, uh, tell us a little bit more about, you know, in, in your line of work, what are the, the security and privacy concerns or the security and privacy problems that you focus on and some of the ways that you try and address those problems? Well, um, I see a lot of company that doesn't really uh, adhere to GDPR. Just w w when you, so that's the Danish uh, privacy statement, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of uh, websites you visit, they don't even adhere to, to GDPR. So uh, it's, it's, it's not the best thing because it could be fined and it, it's, it's an expensive uh, fine to, to receive and it, it's, it's, it can hurt a company very bad. Uh, but also, um, I've been working with different types of regular uh, regulatory compliance, uh, both within the P PCI and GDPR and HIPAA and NIST and FDA. Mm -hmm. uh, ISO have, I've been working with and helping companies with that as well. Um, but but I think um, what I see more as an as an issue in in relations to privacy is um, is is this the lack of of knowledge or the how how should I put it? Maybe it's not the lack of knowledge, but the lack of understanding of what it actually means when you share your data. Um, and I see a lot of people don't give it any second thought 
and just click yes uh, to accepting anything. I personally, I only use uh, LinkedIn. I don't have any social media besides that because I cannot accept the terms. And LinkedIn, I, I've, that's where I get my business. So I, I need, I kind of need to be there. Um, but also in, in, in schools, at least in Denmark, you know, um, in my son's class, there's this teacher, they have a, um, assigned some of the, uh, the parents to be, Uh, representing the class and they have created the uh, Facebook groups for that what are sharing everything and uh, without so and then they say well it's a private group yeah that's uh, that's true uh, but that doesn't matter if you upload a picture then it's well you have the rights for that picture but Facebook they also have the right to use it anywhere they want and, and anywhere else and do some uh, AI on uh, face recognition and stuff like that For, for all the pictures. Um, yeah, and, and that, that's, that, that's something I think about a lot too. I have uh, three children who are school-aged and it, it just amazes me how often the school district will upload pictures to social media that include, you know, my children, but other children as well. And uh, I I worry about that. I worry about images of my kids out on the wider internet that they don't know about and didn't give permission for. I, I worry that that's going to be a problem for this younger generation. Yeah. I, I also, also think about that a lot. Also in relation to there's a lot of parents constantly uh, snapping or on Twitter or Facebook or, or whatever uh, the use uh, of social media and they're sharing those uh, pictures constantly of their children. So, And and I've also saw an, an a program about this, and and the 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 force was very much on that these kids, if you don't ask them, and you just do it, you're actually breaking their rights, right? Because it's it's they they own themselves, and they should be entitled to decide if mom or dad can upload pictures of them to any social media they want. Yeah, um, and also the fact that. Um, People they say like, well, it's not affecting me. I have nothing to hide, and uh, but their private data can can actually impact other people, uh, and 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 uh, maybe they don't think about that as well. Um, and and personalization is uh, is something they use very strong on social media, right? And it's kind of like uh, it's dividing people uh, in some way because if you belong to to a certain segment of that. Uh, Uh, personalization that's put upon you based on your private data. You only see one side of the story. And if you belong to the other, another group, you see another side of the story, right? So it, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I don't like that in, 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 in general. I, I'm actually, uh, I like reading a newspaper. I, I disagree with politically, right? So, so I get, so I, I'm challenging myself, right? So, I think that's a, I think that's a good habit. Yeah, and it's not only on social media. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, one term for this concept is the filter bubble. So if you have looked at a certain type of political story on social media, you'll see many more stories like that and more posts. But the same thing happens with search results. And people think when they Google something, they're getting you know, the, the pure results of the search. 
But that's absolutely not true if you're using Google and especially if you're signed in. Google is creating that bubble around you to show you things that will encourage you to click uh, rather than showing you, you know, the, the unfiltered version. That is, uh, that's correct. That's, that's, a, that's a, another side of the story. And that's also why I always recommend DuckDuckGo or Ecosia for, for, for people for, for search engines. And uh, I don't use uh, Google Chrome. I use Brave, Firefox, Vivaldi, and LibreWolf uh, browsers. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I basically don't go on the internet without using a VPN. I have that everywhere. It, it's not... If, I don't have anything to hide when it comes to that, but it, it's it's kind of like, a, yeah, for me, it's 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 more about. Uh, I I don't understand why people they can be so um, well, not don't don't think about what it is actually they they to do and what impact it can have on them and other people, um, but but I think it comes down to. When, whenever you accept anything, you have to read uh, 10 pages. Uh, and even if you're a lawyer, you can maybe, by mistake, read something that shouldn't uh, be understood that way or something like that, because it's very technical, right? So right. It's, it's not easy for, for normal people to understand what is it actually I'm signing on here? Or, or what, is, what am I missing if I, I'm not uh, accepting these terms, right? So what are your suggestions for, for normal people? For people who care about this but aren't sure what to do about it, what what would you tell? You know, give us a, a few suggestions that you know the average person can do that will help to protect them. Well, I, I would say I I once saw a, an expert on on the Danish television. It's it's actually I think it's five years ago or something, and, and she came with some very good advice and and. and I can't remember her name, but I can remember her, her advice. Uh, don't use your real name. Mm-hmm. That's for one. Um, don't ever access the social media without being on a VPN. Um, that's that's basically that. And and whenever you uh, you use your your social media on a well, don't install the app on your phone. Mm-hmm. Use the, use your browser. And don't have your localization enabled while you do that. Um, that was some of the general uh, advice she, she gave if you would use uh, a social media. And that's that's interesting. So I'm I'm curious: is do you follow those rules when you? Well, you you mentioned that you're not on. Facebook or Twitter. So I guess that's another approach. You don't need to use a false name if you're not on them. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. I've actually, um, I've actually uh, considered uh, creating a profile on, on, on Facebook. I've, I've actually signed on to Facebook in 2007 and was there until, was it 2000? And I can't remember. I think it was 16 or something. I, I stopped using Facebook because it, it was just, it became too much. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I couldn't accept it. So, um, but, but I, I've, I've considered creating a, a new profile and following her, her advice on, on that um, just to be, be uh, 
so I, I can actually see and follow what happens on on these groups that, uh, for instance, these parents in in my son's schools have created, and uh, but also sport, you know, uh, also the judo club I pretend uh, I, I join uh, up in. They're also sharing everything on Facebook, and uh, I know some of my son's uh, friends. They play soccer, and it's kind of like it's the same. Uh, yeah. they, they share information, and everything is going through social media. Um, I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little scared of that uh, development. It's it's because uh, so humans we are dead lazy, right? So it's just the easiest thing to do. And uh, it's very hard to find people in Denmark that's not on Facebook anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's the same in the United States and probably in almost every other country in the world. Yeah. Well, let me ask you then about in in terms of your family. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any specific suggestions for us in how you protect your family or ideas around you know digital security and privacy? within a family to uh, protect your, your children, or I think also something that uh, many people want to know, or how do I help those less tech savvy members of my family? Well, um, I, I can uh, share you how I do it at least. Um, I, uh, I use uh, TeamViewer to uh, control my mom and my dad's PC. They are a plus uh, 70 so um mm-hmm. they're not young and they don't understand a lot of that uh, what's going on and so they're actually they have an account a user account uh, without admin privilege on their own computer uh, i have tried uh, many times during the years to give them a normal admin user like anybody else have on a computer but then it just creates so much work for me that i i I stopped doing that and say so now you can only now you can uninstall anything when pre prior to Windows 10 when they didn't have the store you couldn't install anything you have everything you need now if you find something else you need let me know I'll help you with that but that that was basically how it is and today you can allow them to install uh, programs from a Windows store right so so that they can actually do I I, I can't uh, convince my dad to stop using uh, Chrome uh, I just can't. Uh, he that's that's just how it is. Uh, and and if if the pop up anything said do you accept, he always click yes. It it's it just the thing about passwords. Why do I need password? It's kind of like so you don't leave your home without locking your door, do you? Well, that's right. not the same. He then says uh, it's like yeah, but this could actually be worse, right? Because. It's your digital identity. It, you, you could uh, be stolen from you, and uh, we've seen a lot of cases in Denmark where, where they actually steal people's identity and create loans in their names, and then all of a sudden <laughs> they're contacted by this uh, company saying, "Hey, you owe me, you owe me money. You've created this uh, loan with with, the, with this uh, bank or whatever company it is to have taken this loan on." And and then the people they're like, "No, I didn't." Well. We have all the legal terms and in, in place for, for for this, and everything is done correct. And then the ball starts rolling, right? And they find out that somebody has uh, stolen their identity online. Yeah, my my younger brother actually has been dealing with this for years. 
Uh, yeah. When he was in high school, somebody stole his identity and has done exactly what you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's uh, and 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 even even though uh, I, I tell that to to my mom, she she's very uh, she she listen and she knows that it's serious and it it she doesn't want that to happen. It's it's a little harder with my dad though. Um, he would uh, he, he says I have nothing. They can steal me. Well, they can create a loan in your name and then you owe some money ah they cannot do that that's not uh, okay if, if you say that's how it is then <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to argue you know because yeah he, he's he's so on tech as as you could be probably um yeah he thinks when he turned on his computer uh, that's when he accessed the internet goes to facebook or something like that uh, he doesn't know what a browser is. Uh, it's just something he clicked to go to Facebook. He, he, he's, he's very unfamiliar with all this. Uh, uh, that's also kind of scary uh, that the door is open for, 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 for something. Well, and, and this come back to understanding what actually, what, what impact does it have? Could it potentially have on me and others that I just give away all my data and yeah. Um, but he, he doesn't understand anything about it. Um, even though I tried to tell him, uh, like I think a million times, it, it doesn't seem to help. And I think, and all of us who care about security and privacy know that feeling because we all have people that we've talked to about this who mm. uh, either they don't understand it or they're just not interested I think one of the important things is the fact that you you've mentioned it, you've talked to him about it and you know, you never know, you never know what's going to happen. Maybe there will be a moment in the future that he hesitates just a little bit before clicking something that would install malware on his computer. Cause he remembers something you said once it, it's yeah. just hard to know what the impact will be. But, but Adam, we already been there. Uh, that happened uh, more than once. Uh, so I, I don't I don't think that that, that <laughs> the only thing stopping him from that is that he's not an admin on his computer. He cannot install any external programs. Only things from Windows Store. Uh, and by uh, the way, that is excellent advice, not just for you know non-tech savvy people. I think that's great general advice for everybody who uses a computer. Yeah, yeah. You should uh, have a, a user profile that you use on your computer, and not don't use the standard admin user. Yep, absolutely. That that just saves all of us from all kinds of uh, privilege escalation and uh, all kinds of threats. And yeah. you know, nobody can be totally aware of what's going on on their computer all the time. We use our computers to get things done, not to monitor processes. So, yeah, that that is a piece of advice that I think everybody should implement. Uh, but but uh, I've always uh, used it also for some uh, friends I have that I help with their computer. It's it's it, it's it's just so much easier to help them, and also they don't feel the difference anyway. Especially not when with Windows Ten around, right? Because they can install everything in the App Store anyway. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Well. Thank you so much for all of the great advice and thoughts that you've shared with us. Uh, 
we love to end these interviews with uh, a favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote that you'd like to share with us? Well, um, I, I have the one I, I kind of like uh, that, that sets the standard for, for my uh, my work on, on a daily basis. Uh, I like to come in and help businesses, but I don't like to, to do the... I actually became consultant because I see a lot of consultants that just do whatever they're told because that pays their check. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of like, I would rather teach them how to do it the best way so they can carry it themselves and going forward. So my, my favorite uh, quote is, uh, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, teach a man two fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Yeah, that's one of my favorites as well. That's great. Well, Michael Phillips, and thank you so much for all that you've shared with us today. Sure. It was, a, it was my pleasure, Adam. Well, stay tuned. We'll have another episode of Spider Bites coming to you in just a few days. Some things are best kept secret. You wouldn't send your company's financial data through snail mail on a postcard. So why would you use insecure digital collaboration tools? Introducing Crossclade, a file sharing and collaboration solution built with security in mind from the first byte. It's like Signal for Business. Crossclave uses distributed ledger technology and end-to-end encryption to deliver a true zero-trust system designed to protect you and your business's most valuable data. When you need to share or collaborate on your most sensitive information, SpiderOak's Crossclave is your only choice. Go to spiderock.com podcast to get started with a free account. No credit card required. Thanks again for listening. For all of us at SpiderOak, I'm Adam Turvitt. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please consider subscribing. If you're interested in joining us as a guest on Spider Bites, send me an email at podcast at spideroak-inc.com. We'd like to thank Mel Graves for our theme music, Earshot. We'd also like to extend a special thanks to our law firm, Dewey, Cheatham & Howe, our business forecaster, Luigi Board. Our director of computer services, Dot Matrix, and our staffing agency, Click and Clack. Thanks, everyone.